You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Oh, Max, uh, football starts yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. Max, go back to uh, riding horses or yeah, something. Yeah, like no, riding down the Saco. You just did the Saco River, you said, right? Yep. Was it fun? Are we not supposed to out you on that? No, no, no. Okay. I, I would have rather. Is you not allowed to yeah. float down a river? Oh, I am. Yeah, I okay. would have rather no, float it down face down. <laughs> he can't float on it. Yeah, he can't float on his boat. That's for sure. Oh, man. Is it still up? Is the boat still in the water? Oh, yeah. So, like, the second weekend it's in the water, you just decided to go to another state and not use it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Road chips your ass. Hey, it moves, yeah, it moves a lot faster than the boat that I have currently. All right, you ready? Episode 38. There you go. Right? 38. Episode 38. Coming at you. Uh, hey, whatever you okay. want to do. Uh, what's your – do you, go, do you can you pick any famous number 38s? Remember we did this game? Yeah. We, I know what number we did it on, too, 20. Because I said Gary Payton. We also did it on 33 because of Larry yeah. Bird, I think. A 38. I've got one. Really? Yeah. Baseball player? Yep. I don't really have any good 38s, I don't think. Kurt Schilling. Right? Was he 38? I'm pretty sure. Blood, Bloody Sock game. Remember the Bloody Sock thing? I We all thought was that, that was fake? They, everybody says it wasn't, right? I don't know. I haven't figured it out, but I've been watching. It was, it was just a coincidence and perfect timing, basically. Yeah. World Series, and, you know, he's got a bloody Red Sox. Well, he had surgery, like, the day before. Was that the first time they won, yeah. too? The first World Series? You think 2004, yeah. That was yep. crazy. Yeah, that was a good time. Big I've news. been watching the World Series. Oh, do you want to break news first? Well, I, I mean, by, by the time, again, by the I time. Know. This you know what's up. funny, though, is this? we only missed this by, like, an hour or two. Like, if we were on here and we were getting our tweets, we would have literally probably broken – uh, Cam Newton being released news, right? Yes. <laughs> but, again, 48 hours later, it's not news. But I'm sure yeah. everybody wants to hear our take on it. Oh, th- I know that they do because, also, we played golf yesterday at uh, the Special Olympics Golf Tournament. It's great. Squad Locker does some sponsorship there. Um, we came in second, by the way. Again. We didn't do too bad. But um, while we were there, you said that Cam Newton was going to get released. Did I? Yeah. You said tomorrow. I didn't. Well, and I'm wondering if you had, like, some insider information or something. No. Okay. Well, you should have well, tweeted well, it or would, something. We could have got some how would I, how per, would, how would per I, sources. Open. How, yeah. How would I? I mean, one, I don't talk to a lot of guys up there anymore. Um, I only played with a few now that you are still know. there. But, I mean, the only people that know what's going on, I think you just take a look at how the preseason went. And how Mac Jones progressed. Oh, he looked good. He just fits the system. Oh, right? he, th- he right? throws. He's so accurate. He throws a tight spiral. He just. Oh, he's good. He looks like twelve. This is the second time you said the tight. Um, what did you say? Spiral. A violently tight. Violently tight spiral. I did. say <laughs> He throws that. a violently tight it's, spiral. It is. The ball just spins. Looks good. So, what are your thoughts on this? I love it. I. You I, said that, I, that you like this yesterday. I don't think you can go wrong, but I mean, uh, with Bill, here's the thing: like the whole time, Cam's our starter. Cam's our starter. This is just like another, uh, another point or another uh, piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. You can't. You never know what that man's thinking. Never. Because never know. I would say when they drafted Mac Jones, yes, he fits the offense better. 
Is he going to be able to pick up things? He's a smart dude, obviously did pick up things and functioned well in the preseason and especially in the games. But Bill never let on. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, I was like, okay, is he going to keep Cam around for a few games, let the kids soak in what you know game day is going to be like and what a preparation week through the NFL season, regular season would be? Nope. Nope. He's putting them right in the flame. I love it. I think it's the I mean, you can't it you can't go wrong either way, right? Yep. Who's on the line right now? Oh, they got a good line. Is it good? Yeah. Blindside? They got a good who's the left guard? Left guard? Left guard. Do we know? Well it's win wins at left tackle, right? Okay. And then yep. you got Shaq and yep. Trent Brown is going to and right David tackle. Andrews. Andrews is at yep. center. And I want to say one of the rookies last year is maybe mm-hmm. playing left guard. I, f- I can't pronounce his name. It's important. This is important. we got to protect this guy. This cannot be a Joe Burrow situation. No. He's back, <laughs> no. but, like, come on now. No. This is our guy. Joe, Joe, Joe. Well, I mean, what's what's the best way to protect the quarterback? Blindside. <laughs> Blindside. <laughs> Strong side. Left right side. side. Left side. Um, the best way is a running game. Right? Okay. Right. If you're able to run the football, yep. takes pressure off that pass mm-hmm. rush, takes pressure off the quarterback, and will help him okay. along his journey. So you like the running game right now? I do. I mean, I think they ran the hell out of the ball in the preseason. Exactly. I think that, I think there's what I mean, there's no doubt that that is a point of eff- emphasis coming into the season, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to play this this rookie quarterback. Yep. Okay. But got to love it. I'm excited for this now. Now, and where's Cam go? Philadelphia? Doesn't matter. Doesn't, but I just like to, you know, I still follow the Instagram. He put up a really strange Instagram post. What? He's, thank you for like the all the weird year. letters that he does and stuff, and like I'll be fine. One, one finger, pinky, thumb. One finger, <laughs> pink, what? One finger, one pinky, one thumb. I guess it means I love you. Is that accurate, Max? Yeah, that is accurate. Is yeah. that sign language? I uh, fact okay. checked it. Nice. One four three. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I don't think he gets picked up week one. Because okay. if you are vested as a veteran and if you are on the active or the 53-man roster on week one, your salary is guaranteed. Oh, so it might be like a – So it might be a, a wait-and-see, yep. hey, who yep. gets hurt? Let's bring him in just for insurance mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so it could be a wait-and-see on that. My question is to you – Ooh. Well, I mean, hey, okay. can, do you think this kid can handle – the pressure. Yeah, I do. Because he went to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I I might even I, I agree. I might even argue it might be less pressure yeah. this year than his senior year. I at, can't at be Alabama. more confident about an answer like that. You, it's just like you you're going in front of 110,000 people. More people watching you. More college, people that will kill you if you college lose. fans are kind of more crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're expected to win the national championship. Yeah. That's a little bit of pressure. Yep. For that guy. This guy coming in this year. Not much pressure. We're, I mean, we know this is a long timer. There's pressure. There's always there's always going to be pressure, yeah, right? You're playing well, at the elite and he's level also and all stuff. Following, I mean, but Alabama's pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty elite, and they put a lot on their quarterback savings and an a hole. What's um, what's TB12 trying to do in week four now? Now we're talking. Right now we're talking, baby. We got to go to this game. <laughs> I know you don't want to. It's a big weekend for us too. It's my anniversary. It's at my actually it's my wife's birthday too. Yeah, so we got yeah we're yeah, but that game is going to be awesome. Brady's going to try to hang a hundred. 
Oh, no doubt. He's going <laughs> he he's gonna try to hang they, 100. They, I mean, he, he, he always tries to hang 100, and yeah. it won't change or whatever, but he's coming back to New England. He's playing Bill, and now he's playing the rookie quarterback. Yeah. He is out for blood. That's going to be fun to watch. I think it's. I mean, it's just good. I think. I think the fan base and the media. I saw a clip uh, this morning on ninety-eight-five. Zoe mm-hmm. and Beetle. Um, Zoe was shocked, and Zoe, oh, yeah. Zoe. Zoe was one of those guys. Who I would figure has somewhat of an inside thing, yeah. but he looked shocked. Okay, well, I'm excited for it. I, I love it. Um, just when you think you know what Bill's going to do, uh, he switches it up on just you. Switches it up, but it's definitely. I think it's definitely the right move. Just. Just grow with him and yep. let him get in there. Growing pains, and he just he throws the ball where it's supposed to be. Love it. As of right now, we'll see. You know what happens when you know the the bullets are flying yep. for real. But I, th- yep. I think he's got a he's got that he's got that got you know that, that little him. swag. He's got that little, little extra thing that you know you really can't you can't you can't rate and yep. evaluate. I'm excited for it. What do you got, Max? Do you think if Cam was vaccinated, he'd be on the team still? That's a great question, Max. Oh, was he not vaccinated? I thought he was for he, some reason. No, oh, he, he had COVID. No. That's right. He had He it. had COVID yeah. last year. And then uh, last week when they were going against the Giants, he missed five days. Yeah, because he went Because somewhere. of a rule discrepancy yep. or whatever. He went to an outside doctor or yeah, maybe. something. It could be something with that. Who knows? I just say don't no. Want to do I it. say no. No, I just think it was. They I were say, like, this guy proved himself in camp. Let's We're giving him the ball. That's what's happening. Then Bill is one of those guys where it's – he says, I mean, then his resume sort of backs it up. He will do what's best for the football team. Mac Jones is best for this football team go. to win the football game. There's your answer. Yep. You've got it. Hit it on the head. Thank you. Um, took, took a little bit. We went round about you, a little bit. <laughs> did you watch the Little League World Series at all? I, I always did. I didn't. I tuned in a little bit. Uh, there's a kid that threw four no-hitters like in a row, like districts, states. I mean, he was like untouchable. Is that the kid from Garrett, uh, Weir, Washington? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, so, South Dakota, I think. No, South Dakota. You're right. Yeah. It's like 6-1. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he just was a good lefty that just got everybody out. But I, it, it posed a question to me, and I wrote it down in here. Oh. What age would you want to go back to, like, right now? That's a good question. Junior year in high school. Oh, really? So that so the, so 17. 16, 17. 16, 17. Max, what about you? I'd have to say the same thing. No. Really? Yep. Junior is kind of good Early. year. Like, hey, you're not almost to college yet. Senior year was great too, but you you're not to college. You got your license. Yeah. You're, you know, you're just in the middle. You're not at the start of high school. It's like you're just settled in. I was thinking, and you, I, I thought of this because you were like, you know, my son's like skating today and like doing whatever, and here we are. We're in the office, and the world is moving and just having fun. I think I'd want to be 11. Can handle the twelve-year-old uh, World Series. No, type give me pressure. one. Give me one year to get ready for the twelve-year-old World <laughs> Series. <laughs> but you know, like I want to be eleven. Think about the worries that you have. They're not. They They're don't even none. exist. They don't none. exist. None. He isn't. No, no, no. Number? Wait a minute, though. Eleven is my favorite number, but that's not why. But they absolutely exist. I should. I should restate that because there's there's like shit going on with everybody. So like, yes. 11-year-old, like there's a certain 11-year-old that, yeah, has a lot of shit going on. But I'm just thinking in my mind, I don't I don't know how many things I thought about. No. You know, like in the future. No, no. You're just I, living for the next second in the, <laughs> when it, you're 11. And the big crap, your parents are, that's their job exactly. to take care of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. Hey, so, I got practice tonight. How am I going to get there? Um, we'll figure it out. 
Well, and you don't even know if you have practice. Your parents yeah, are like, right. hey, you have practice tonight. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Get in the car. Yeah. I'll put Time on my go. clothes then. Now. So that that that's another thing that I was thinking. Um, Jake Paul, Tyrone, Woodley. My only thing on this is I think Jake Paul and Logan Paul are marketing geniuses and what yeah. they're doing is incredible and they actually can fight a little bit. My only thing, they got to fight somebody their own size. They got to fight somebody their own size. Like everybody they're fighting, Tyrone Woodley, there's a picture of him reaching as far as he can to land a punch. His back is flat and Jake Paul or whatever one it was just leans back and like he can't hit him. Like the reach, reach is a huge thing in boxing. I'll take your word for it. You're not a big box guy. You don't like boxing. It's I, if it's a big match, but when's when has there been a big fight lately? Just it seems besides, like you don't like, like uh, don't like violence. You not like violence. You I don't like, like controlled like... violence. No, but that's okay. controlled right. violence. I, I like yeah. boxing better than MMA. I think. Yeah, I love boxing more than that. I, I don't necessarily like MMA. That's why I think these are interesting because this is an MMA guy that can like tackle and grapple and do all this stuff, and like they can't beat these guys. I don't know why. It's we like, should train for this. No. No. Okay. No. All right. Let's not do that. You've been lifting though. You keep talking about it. I'm trying. I just trying, I, just, my, trying just trying to do different things. Something's going on with me, Max. Where like I can't open anything right now. My grip strength. I like, tried to open a bag of chips. I had to have Dan like open the bag of chips for me. Just like <laughs> arthritis <laughs> kicking it. No, just like no 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 uh, strength at all. I made a muscle the other day too, and I was like, uh oh. That used to be there. It's not there right now. You just start doing some curls. Well, again. hey, maybe maybe you need more than those three pound weights on Peloton. I did them the other day. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, we're we're gonna talk to Matt Mulligan. That's today. why he's coming on. So so he can give us if yes. you if you check out his ins- is it his Instagram Northern Maine Strength is Northern Maine his? Strength. Yeah, he's he's from Maine, and we're good at the Maine guests. That's what this, we do. This is like in our wheelhouse. It's Maine so it's, and football. And Patriots. He played for yeah, the Patriots. I mean, <laughs> so it's like we might right be here for warehouse. an hour. Yeah, well, I have a meeting, so you might be. But um, he's his Instagram is hilarious now because he just like literally screams at the camera and he's like lifting more than more weight than you possibly can imagine. And he's also like doing box jumps, 51 inch box jumps. So he's coming on. We're going to talk about his big thing is build the build the tank. That's his like hashtag. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start build. building the tank back up. You're going to have to put some fuel in there first. To, oh, I'm to ready build. to go. You have to get rid of those three-pound weights. I've got 25s. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 35s, too, actually. They're outside. They're all rusted. I put them outside because I was like, I'll do curls out here all the time. I don't think they've moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they that, sound, moved. that sounds about right. Um, last thing before he pops on, there was a there was an ESPN, um, what do you call it? Uh, ESPN high school. high school feature game. Yeah. With IMG, who is a perennial powerhouse with all sports. I mean, everything. well, they break. It's they. they yeah, it's a it's, pay. Basi- it's basically like a college. It's a factory to yeah. for. I mean, the kids they're, train they, more than they go to school. Yeah, they're right? giving they're giving yeah. scholarships out. Probably. Exactly. So that team plus this team called Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, you know who the head coach is on the IMG though, Pepper mm-hmm. Johnson. Pepper Johnson, old uh, linebacker yeah. from the not old, but I mean, he was a linebacker yeah. for the Giants. He was on the. Uh, Linebacker coach for the Patriots a long time when I was there. I wonder what he thinks about this situation because they played a school that 
doesn't exist. They like looked the address up. You, it was in a it was a duplex. It was a it was a <laughs> fake school. There was like all twenty twenty one year olds. None of them were in high school. Like just this random thing. They couldn't find any records of anybody. It's kind of like Danny Almonte. Monte yeah. is that his name? Yeah, yeah exactly. From, like, the, from they, New York. But by the way, they also got beat fifty eight to nothing. So it wasn't like they were some like special team of like all these huge athletes. Like IMG killed them. But really interesting that somehow they got through the marketing departments at ESPN Mark? and to like bring that game to what, light what about the did they go to what, the high yeah, school what, and shoot a highlight yeah, what about like, the like the athletic directors of that conference is like <laughs> okay let's let this school no there's in. no there's not a school actually there's no school there's no nothing so very interesting one uh saw that pop through and max actually wrote that on the board and i'm glad you did max because i saw that story as well so the moral of that story is just don't fake being a high school yeah don't fake anything <laughs> okay yeah don't fake anything <laughs> Fair enough. If it's an injury, don't fake an injury. No, right? don't no. Don't fake a college transcript. Right? No, that, that will come back to bite you in the ass yeah. now. Or Twenty years diploma, later, right? Because that happened. That happens in coaching a lot. Remember, there was a guy that got hired by was it Notre Dame, and then his college his transcript was said it? he played somewhere in college. Yeah. He didn't. No, his resume said something. The resume did. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a resume. It was just fudging. Right. Which you fudge your resume. Do you? No, don't fake your resume either, Dan. You don't fu- like you make. Do you, you have a resume? You, you embellish it. Do you have a resume? I do. I think. Do you? Yeah. You didn't yeah. submit it to me. Well, you didn't ask for it. <laughs> but you you don't you don't you you don't put false information, but yeah. you embellish a little bit, and it's kind of like one of those yeah, things you, where well you, you pad, don't no you pad your stats, but you don't yes, but you don't like some people don't like talking about themselves yeah. or in that manner or on a it, resume you and do. it's kind of hard for you know yeah. if you if you're very um uh, you're you're humble humble yes yeah. humble pie humble pie, humble you know, pie. if you're yeah. humble it's hard for someone to write that and it's like oh i did this 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 it's mm-hmm. like oh i'm bragging okay. some people don't like that i know you do no i don't i don't i just i like to i like to put my money where my mouth is which lately it's coming in second place a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not good it. Not you good. Feel like Tony Fee now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, oh, Ryder Cup coming up too. That's we'll talk about that though when that actually happens. So let's uh, let's jump to the interview. Matt Mulligan, build the tank. You got oh. sound? Oh yeah. Does. Oh yeah. We're all set. I love this. This is good. What are we going out to work out or something right now? He's well, done. I mean, you know, that's what pretty much all I ever do. We can tell. We're going to talk about that. So uh, I'm Tip. That's Dan. We're going to. Uh, Anything, and Max is behind the, sc- the scenes over here producing, so your Instagram okay. is catching me, so we're, uh, we're going to chat about that for sure. And, okay, uh, all right. and if there's anything, if you say anything or we say anything and you're like, cut it or whatever, delete that, we just do it right after. So, so just say it right when we're talking, and we'll keep on rolling, okay. okay? All right, that sounds good. You got a cutoff shirt on? What, what, do, you, what do you think, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love this. So you weren't no, you two weren't ever at the Pats at the same time, right? No, I think no, no. no. Okay, I always so. heard, I always heard of you, but I, I never uh, heard of. I, I never. What, what years were you there? My oh three to eleven, and I got cut uh, in twelve. So do you have to always say okay. you got cut? Yeah, everybody. Hey, Matt, hey, Matt will tell you. Everybody <laughs> fucking gets fired at some point. <laughs> I got fired eleven times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it, it's just it happens. What do you call that in? What do you call that in football? Because you played for a while. You played how many years was it, Matt? Seven or eight years? Years. Yeah. 
Um, so I played nine years, and I and I was uh, I was on ten different organizations in nine years. So you are the quintessential quintessential journeyman. Is that what the yeah. term is? Is that the oh, term? Journey- in football? I don't. I don't. I, there's a lot of guys who have been on some teams or whatever, but ten teams in nine years is a lot. Yeah, well, we call it a suitcase in baseball, and hockey calls it a suitcase. You know, like, we don't call it a suitcase. You call it a journey. What do you call it, Matt? I mean, a lot of people called it a lot of different things. I just, <laughs> I just called it. I called it blessed because that meant I still have a job. There you See? go. Yes. Okay. So that's positive. Guys. See, he's crazy positive. So that's what I've learned on the Instagram. So here's here's what Dan and I have been doing. Right. So. I played baseball. I'm from Maine, by the way, so I'm from Monmouth. I got my Grateful Grains uh, brewery hat on right now. This is the interview, right? right? We're just going, right? No, this is, uh, this is the interview. Right, we're I'm interviewing. Just, this just, is the, we're we're ripping. We're, we're live, kidding. baby. So um, I look some at one point for some reason, and this is, must be good marketing on your part or something, your Instagram hits us, and, like, I see a story, and, like, you're doing – you're lifting chains, and you're lifting all this stuff, and your slogan's what? Build the tank? Absolutely. And I'm just That's like, do by the way, but anyway, we can talk about that later. <laughs> I, I love it. And I'm like, okay, I'm following this thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute here. Like, I know he went to Maine. He, he's from Maine, went to Maine, played, played pro football. This is perfect. And then I start watching all your stories and all your like posts. The energy that you're bringing is actually uh, scary <laughs> is the best way for me to put it. Not so, for you, not for you, brother. <laughs> you're you're loving it. So you're on the Airdyne. You're doing, I mean, crazy exercises. Is that your garage that you have all like? Yeah. So the issue was playing the league. It's like where I live and where I'm from is northern Maine. So there was no at the time there was nobody around that had a gym that I could work out at. Yeah. So I had to build my own, and I didn't do it immediately. But over the course of my career. You know, I added the basics initially, squat rack, yada, yada, all that kind of stuff, and then continually added to it. I trained with, so Mike DeVito, he lives in Maine now as well. Yeah, I, I played uh, against Mike a lot. I, yeah, so Mike's a great, yeah, you, you should. Mike's a great man. Him and I are best friends, and we lived together in college and then also at the Jets. Uh, so we trained together every off season. so we just, I just kept adding to what, uh, we had available to us, and that way we could always, uh, you know, train on our own. Because I was about 50 minutes, maybe more, from any type of gym when I was playing. So it sounds it sounds like Devito's kind of a moocher right now. Did he did he chip in at all yeah, to help out rights. with the equipment? What the hell? No, because I because I wanted because he was coming to me, so I wanted to make sure that it was you didn't want any type of uh, muddy in the water. Yeah, he, so. but he didn't he didn't he didn't play on 10 teams, and I think he made a second deal that he, he was pretty de- decent. <laughs> Mike, Mike would have bought the whole gambit if I would, if I would let him. Mike's like mm-hmm. that kind of guy. Like he'll like, Oh, do you just want me to buy everything for you? And then you can just have it. Yes. Yeah. That would have been the answer. If Dan ever <laughs> says that to me, I'm still waiting for him to like buy me lunch. But you know, that's what I, that's what I say to Dan. Yes. Please buy me lunch. Hey, you brought Devito, me, you I bought me a couple of high noons yesterday. I did. I did. When I lived with DeVito at the Jets, when I first got to the Jets and was there three years, I lived with him rent free. He would not let me pay a thing, no matter what it was. And he paid for every meal. All right, that works. And he would not let me do any of that either. So that's the type of man Mike is. But. All right, so you're just, you're just making it up to him right now. That, that that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of meals, uh, speaking of meals, you're, what's your size? I heard you say three hundred five. What what did you play at, and what are you now? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep. They always tried to get me to play between 270 and 75, but I always walked around in, like, either the lower mid-80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, guys that 
I took my weight and my nutrition very seriously. And I also got to the place where I understood how to cut. So I'd start the cut at like okay, before either Saturday morning or if they did Friday morning weigh-ins, I'm starting to cut on, on Wednesday. But I always got into game day at like 282 to 285. Mm-hmm. What, so 275 was your number? Yeah, they would, I would, they would give me a range, thank God, most places. Uh, when I first got to the league, I can't say those. When I first got to the league, I was 257. But after I left the Dolphins, it continually and habitually went up from there. And then by the time I was actually really playing a lot of snaps, I was always 275 plus and usually in that low 80 range. And what, what are you now? I'm 305 right oh now. Oh, boy. 305, and I saw you do a 51. Do we want to go 51 and a half inch box jump? Sure. I mean, you know, that's, I mean hey, listen, you got to give everything to me. Were you just warming up are on we, that, or is, we that gonna, a, is that a record, or was it you warming up? No, I, I, I was going to – I'm going to see what I can do today. I'm not sure what's going to go on today, but I've done 54 inches before, uh, and I just – I haven't been doing it in a lot in a while, so I figured I'd just give it a try the other day and throw it on the old Insta. So, from what I remember, though, you are not, you are a tight end that is not afraid to block, to get your head in right. there and get, and, right. get, and get dirty. I'm just – I'm picturing a comeback. At an as as an offensive guard, as an offensive, as, as an offensive guard, is, I don't. I mean, is, is that the back? Three hundred five. You're yeah. you're right in the range of weight that you need to be. You're fifty four or fifty three inch vertical and all that stuff. What's the forty? The forty, I don't know right now. I mean, cheaper doesn't I matter. That's the best part about it. It does not matter for an offensive lineman. You could go right. in there and probably play offensive guard right now. They always said when I was playing, all the guys would. Die. I mean, I was always close to every offensive line that I played with, and they always like, you're a biscuit away from being an O-lineman. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the biscuit away. I'm a biscuit away from uh, just obesity. Yeah. <laughs> so are you right now. Hey, I'm just gearing no, up for our way. We're gearing up. We're, we're, we're so – Dan and I did this huge Peloton challenge, and we've been riding Pelotons and doing whatever. But now we both have realized that we have really been lackadaisical on the weights. So we're about <laughs> to start getting into, like, a new challenge. Where we, you know, we dropped some weight on the bike and did some cardio and no, got you, the lung capacity. He did three up. pound weights on the bike, Matt. Don't don't, oh, yeah. don't even no, listen no, no, to no, no, no. I said drop some weight, not lift some weight. Oh, okay. So now though, Dan's been getting in the weight weightlifting gang in the morning now for a few few I mean, days a week. It's great. And you're actually I'm the youngest one there too. It's the best. <laughs> and you're actually putting a rack on your back. Right? Yeah. You said I, and I never thought I never thought I'd get back in the squat uh, in the rack and squat again. Are you doing is, like hand cleans and everything? I do hang cleans because they they also do thrusters and all that stuff. But <clears throat> my shoulders are so beat up, I can't front squat anymore, and then just bet. like form, and then my lower back's going to go out. So yeah, I just do hang cleans and then a, a press afterwards. Got it, got it. Have so what? Yeah, bar? what's that? Have you seen the Mars bar, Dan? No, uh, it's a candy so, bar, Mars bar. Yeah. <laughs> so so. It's a guy. He started up his own bar. Anyways, you should look it up. Uh, I train with it every once in a while. I have some videos of me training with it on Instagram. But it's been one of the ways that I started doing front squat again because you flip the bar around. You can either do low back safety bar. It's a safety bar basically, but he's kind of uh, he designed it differently. Mm-hmm. When you can flip that around and it goes right across the top of your chest and also hangs way down in your back. Yeah. So you can actually get real front squats in still. And you don't have to the, the mobility. You don't need that anymore, uh, so you can hold it and control the weight. Exactly, it just rests on your shoulders. That's all it does. Is that the one with the two bars sticking out usually uh, from the yeah, from well, the front? Yeah, all different variables, but this one here is a safety bar S 
but it's really in its own category. There's been nothing like it before. Uh, so it's that's what you know. I've been using a lot for front squat. Okay, all right, gotcha. that makes sense. I like that. So um, if Dan and I were going to try to get a workout routine together, right? I don't know what I would do. I'd just go back to my old like baseball books, like from the Astros, do whatever you know, whatever it might be. You would probably what? You'd put something together like with your. Like, I don't know, what your, your weight gang? My gang. Do you build so, workout routines and everything? Is that what you're doing now? Is that like a big piece of what you what you have going on? No, uh, I don't. I don't want I don't want the liability of someone having to train the way that I would ask them to train if they're training at my gym. So, like, if you come to my gym, like, and, and I train some professional guys and some college athletes and then some high schoolers. But if you come to my gym then I'll train you the way that I would, but I would never just give my program the way that I train these guys, just hand it out because people would be getting mauled. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I was, that's, so that's kind of the road I'm leading down. Watching what you're doing, I don't know if it's, it's safe for me to start to do, right? Like no. you're doing some crazy stuff. So yeah, you no. build a plan specific to somebody. So we got to go somewhere and actually get a plan done for both of us. And that, well, I mean, that he's in out. Maine. You know where Maine is, right? I absolutely know where Maine is. So <laughs> where are you located in Maine? You're right up in Orono or Bangor? No, we're um, in Lincoln, Lincoln, Maine. Lincoln. And where are you Where are you located? Where did you go to high school? I went to high school, Penobscot Valley High School. Uh, that's like, oh, D, it was a D. D, let's say like a lot of other states, I don't know what it would be considered like a D4 school in some places or it's like I only graduated 38 kids. Yeah, so class D. Yeah, yeah. I was in that too. We went, we moved up to class C, but I, I was, Monmouth was class D. I graduated with 51, 48 or 51 or something like that. Same thing. Yeah. Big was, schools, Dan. Was that where the weights and the, the love of weight, weight, I mean, you know, because when you get done, you usually don't take it to the next level. It sounds like you're taking it to the next level with the weights. Yeah, I mean, I started off at Lindsay's Gym, which is in uh, Enfield, Maine. So it's just right near the high school. Uh, and that's where I first started. Like, we started to bench and do all that kind of stuff. And then I raked blueberries to get my first bench press and, and squat bar and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Uh, so, I, like, that was at 12 years old. But I didn't really start, like, doing crazy, crazy heavy stuff until I got here to the University of Maine. And uh, my first strength coach was Leslie Look. And she was a former power lifter and all this kind of stuff. And she started to really kind of teach me some nuances of, of what powerlifting was or what strength, you know, really was the essence of it. And then from there, I started to cultivate my own thought processes or whatever. I'll tell you, I don't know about you, Dan, but like one of the biggest compliments that I had in the league was I'd get to places like whatever team I was going to play for that year, depending on what time it was. And the strength coaches, uh, either if they knew me or once they figured it out, they wouldn't even put numbers on my sheets anymore. Right. They're just like, you're going to do your thing. Yeah. Uh, not worried about it. Here's the exercises. Do whatever you're going to do. Well, you would hope the whole league or whatever sport you're playing or whatever gym you walk into with those athletes, like that would be the culture where you don't have to, all right, you've got to do this. You, it should come with from within, from what yeah. with, with what you had. And if you've got a good group of guys like that, you're going to have success. Right. And I always felt like that's why I kind of gravitated to the old linemen and a lot of times D linemen too. And there's a lot of other guys that did it as well especially being a blocking tight end. I always remember like every Monday morning, you know, if you play Sunday anyways, uh, we would come in and squat heavy. I mean, yeah. we did it almost I mean, just one of those things. It was like a rite of passage. And, but I also know that it really helped us and benefited us as well. So what was the, what was your favorite place to play? I loved, uh, I loved play obviously like staying with DeVito and all that, which was great obviously. Cause he's, you know, he's like, he's my best bud. So it's like, that was awesome. But I really enjoyed uh, St. Louis. 
uh, the year that I was out there. Just the the team we had. I mean, we weren't great uh, as far as like we you know we didn't make the playoffs or anything like that. But great team, great strength coach. Uh, Rock Gullickson was a strength coach there. Head coach Jeff Fisher, uh, really a players coach. Yeah. So had a really uh, fantastic year there. A lot of people always ask me, obviously, because where I'm from, like, what do you think about the Patriots? And I and I said, look, I, my mentality is a workers' mentality, anyways. So going to New England, yeah, was it difficult? Was there high expectations and it was very demanding? Absolutely, more so than any other place. But that's just who I am anyway. So I knew that I had a job to do regardless. So I, I fit right in there. And I still have a lot of, like James Devlin and I are still close. Uh, and I really respect Bill Belichick. And I, I had a great year there as well. I, I honestly can't really say a bad thing about any place I've been. Even the ones that cut me. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it was. No, with it, the sting, it stings at first. It stings at first, <laughs> but then you realize, okay, it it, it, yeah. it comes with the job. That's what I mean. Hey, oh, yeah. we've all three of us have been cut. It's, it's kind a, of it's a got, conversation we've had. I ended up going to Denver with Fox for two years when I was cut from the Pats, fired anyway. Yep. Um, and I really got to see the players' coach style versus Bill, who was very hard nosed and 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 very very disciplined. But it's funny, and you've been other places. You would think it like, okay, you can't win like that, but you can. It, yes. it, it, you know, mm-hmm. you, there's different ways to do things. Right. Yes, there is. It's all about who you have in the locker room. Yeah. You know, I, I always felt like the, the guys in the Patriots, we, they were all just workers, their mentality. And there was a lot of veterans that came in that couldn't do it because they had been, especially longtime veterans, and maybe not just like a five or six guy that's kind of bounced around maybe or whatever. We're talking about a guy that maybe been some other place his whole career. And it's because of the expectations Bill treated, I felt like anyways, for the most part, Bill treated everybody the same way. And, mm. you know, so, and a lot of, sometimes guys can't conceptualize that in their minds. Like, well, I played 12 years. I've been an all pro and I've been this, that, and the other. Well, Bill Belichick doesn't really give a flip. Yeah, like what you <laughs> yeah exactly. Yep. Now, you know. So just I like just like what happened with Cam Newton today. It, exactly. I mean, look, he doesn't. He does not. He's always going to do like he says. We're going to do what's best for the team, and that he does. No. Yep. yep. You meant you just said that. We just we're leading up I, to this. I, I we were just I, talking I don't know about how many it. times you how many times did you hear that in a year with Bill? <laughs> like every all, every goddamn meeting. All the time. And the thing was what was about Bill was I understood my role. I understood who he expected me to be, and I embraced that. And if you can do that as a player, uh, you know, working for him and working with your other teammates, uh, I mean, he, he always come by, shook my hand, say hello, say, say your first name, talk to you, say how things are going, say good, Bill, thanks. You know, whatever it may be. And obviously he had a different rapport with Tom or whoever sure. else they've been there. But I just knew what he expected of me. As long as I got that done, we were good. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know what I found with Bill um, and for any coach that you, you know, as a player you want to play for, you always knew where you stood, right? And he was he was honest with you. And the other thing that he said always in training games, like, "Hey, I don't, I, I'm not determining if you make this team. You are. You know yeah. what? If you're going to make this team, it's because of you. It's not me, right? And I always yeah. found like, hey, if you're going to be a coach, and now you're working with young athletes, you're working with college students and and professionals. Honesty to me is the most important thing. Yep, absolutely. I. I don't mind the fact that there is no excuses with Bill. You know, it's like either you did it or you didn't. It was either pass or fail. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like one of those things where, oh, there's a little bit of a gray area. And I always said as a player, that's all I want. Like, as long as I know exactly what they're expecting of me, like, I can reach that. And I I always 
that. But if you get a coach that's kind of like, you know, come see, come saw, whatever it is, that's a French terminology, but it's just like back and forth. It's like, well, then all of a sudden, like as a player, like, well, well where do I stand? It was never that way with Bill. And I felt like it would kind of trickle down to all the other coaches. We always knew what the expectations were and they were high. Yeah. So. like, do you, do you watch a show Ted Lasso at all? No, I don't. No, he's I like, he's like, dude, it's a, he's, a, he's a soccer, or he's a football coach, American football coach that goes, goes to uh, Europe or England in the Premier League, <laughs> yeah. and he's coaching European soccer. I need to watch European, European football. But he's like, oh, win or lose, and then the other coaches are like, well, we could tie too. He's like, oh, yeah, damn, you, you guys do ties here. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bill doesn't do ties. You either win, you lose. Yeah, you either make fail. it or you cut. You yeah, know, like there's that. no, that makes, there's that makes no ties. Uh, pass fail, is, is that makes a lot of sense for like – I feel like he's a pass fail guy. Oh, he's definitely a pass fail. Like guy. you drop the football in preseason, you know, you fumble. Like okay, fail. You're yeah, on my fail list but right now. The the other thing about Bill is his his short term memory. Like if he makes a decision, there's no looking back. There's yeah. no apologies. It's like yeah. Yeah. there's nothing we can do about it. So let's just move on. If it's the wrong one, let's fix it. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So professional too is understanding who you're working for. Right. Yeah, right. In the NFL, and a lot of guys, I don't think they even – and even guys that play a long time, they never got to that place. And I, I always was like – and look, obviously, I'm not a guy that had the, the tenure like maybe some of these other big dogs do out there, and that's good for them if they have more say. But I always felt like even when I uh, ended up choosing a team in 2012 when I left the Jets between multiple organizations, I always knew once I got there, I was like, okay, like what do they expect of me? Who am I working for? What's his mentality? You know, and, and how can I help this team? You mm-hmm. know, and it's not about me anymore. And that's the one thing I always felt like at the Patriots was like, look, it's you're part of a team. It's not about you. It's about what you do for the team. And I was always cool with that. Do kids now that you're training have the same mentality? Because we've talked about this with a bunch of guys, and that's where it was. James Devlin, that I remember because we had him on, and we were talking about him doing a marathon, which is crazy. Yeah, you should but run it with him. That's how I caught your – yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I caught your Instagram. But are kids that you're training now – I mean, so I'm 37, dance 40. You're, you know, you're you're in the ballpark there. Are they different? Like the kids that are coming into college, coming into UMaine right now to train, are they are they lazier? Are they more, or are they not? Are they are they more like, hey, I've only done football, I've only lifted for the last eight years. I haven't played any other sports. I play football and I right? do the iPad. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are that? What are their mentalities coming in? And do they want to work hard still? I think it's just the disconnect from just generations. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the kids coming in. I think it more has to do with a coach finding out how does he connect with his players. Mm-hmm. And because what do, and I felt found that with these guys here, once I've connected with them and let them know that I care about them and I'm going to still be hard and I have very high standards, but once they understand like where I'm trying to bring them and then they start to see results, they work just as hard as anybody else has ever been. But the issue is finding out it's really me. It was like, okay, so how do I connect? I'm a 36-year-old man. I got three kids. I got a wife. I got a house. I got all these other kinds of things. Played professional football. How am I going to connect with an 18-year-old kid? I'm at 19 or 20 who's still living in the dorms, you know, whatever, all these kinds of things. What are they like, you know? But it's all to me is, and I say this to kids all the time, and young, these young men, is like, look, I'm going to show you respect. I expect it back, mm-hmm. but I'm still coach you hard and then once they understand and you bring them to a place where they're like holy cow this guy knows what he's talking about he's not just trying to put his thumb on me i think they work just as hard as anybody else i've ever been around yeah how is it being back on the old stomping grounds and and Mm -hmm. and what are you exactly doing for maine right now so so it's definitely uh it's not uh is 
it's not weird per se, but it's different. And it's like, obviously, because when I, the last time I was here at any type of capacity on a regular basis, I was a player and I would still come back even because I live in Maine. I lived in Maine my entire NFL career to basically except for like one year. And I would come back here, but just for a short stint, just to talk to the team, you know, whatever it may be. But now uh, it's a lot different and it's weird when they start calling you coach. Yeah. Cause I know I'm a coach. It's like, dang, I'm a coach. And like, I'm twice this kid's age, you know? And it's, but the bottom line is like, I'm, I'm a performance, uh, sports performance guy. Uh, I deal only with football, which is, which I'm grateful for because a lot of times at smaller universities, guys got multiple hats, but when they offered me the job here, uh, at the end of July, because I came in and I volunteered the first two months mm-hmm. and I was like, look, I've always wanted just to give back and come in and help guys out. Uh, but when they approached me with a full-time position, you know, my wife and I, we talked about it, prayed about it. And then we, we took it like the following day, uh, whatever it was. Uh, but I, I started to find myself and started to see myself transform too. Right. Cause like whatever you guys are doing now, you're doing a show, whatever else, mm-hmm. it's not what you were doing before. And yep. you have to decide to identify okay how am I going to be great at this and I guess that's my biggest hang up now okay how do I become the greatest coach that I could ever be and it's going to take time or whatever else but I hope that I work exactly that hard as I was as a player as I you know do as a coach yeah it's it's you don't actually go get to throw that block you have to teach somebody how to oh, do it. We, I had a I guarantee time he's out that. on the football oh, field yeah, making no, but the I, blocks and showing him how to do but, it. But, but during the, you know. There's a few crazy coaches that you get a cor- in through the course of your career, and yeah. I guarantee he's one that he's running down there with no goddamn helmet on. <laughs> or going head like head-to-head, head, or he's yeah. doing an Oklahoma drill just because he just because he wants to. Wants to hit somebody. Got it. Let's. Um, I like to show guys, I think it's important. And, and not everybody does this, obviously, just like Dan just said. But I think it's important if guys see you as such. Like, obviously, I'm walking in there at 305 pounds, still lifting heavy, whatever else. They always want to test you. Yep. And it's always there. And that's what football players are specifically. It's because that's what it is. Like, you're trying to find out where the hierarchy is. Like, okay, I want to be in the NFL. Well, there's a guy standing right in front of me that's only a few years removed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to feel like what it is. And I've had guys come up to me and grab me and do some different things. <laughs> and then when I go ahead and grab them, their eyes get really wide and they realize they have long ways to go. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, like you're a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old and there's some freaks out there. Don't get me wrong. I've played against them, Dan. I'm sure you have too. But it's it's one in a million. But if you're going to step up to me, I'm always ready to go. And that's one of the things that they're starting to find out. But I'm hoping that breeds into them, too. It's like, I'm always ready. I stay ready. Look at my coach. If he can stay ready at 36 years old, I should be able to do the same. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. What about, what about getting back on the field? Is this the first time, like, coming up? Has the season started for you guys yet? So we get our first game tomorrow night at 7 p.m. versus Delaware. At home? Obviously, at home. You're, you're, you're there. So... Do yeah. we do we have nerves? Do we have that same feeling going on as you you know as you did a, for years going going before a game? Not the butterfly. I don't know, Dan. Like I can't. I don't think I call it butterflies. But like I always cared so. Much. I always tell people it's because I cared so much. Like it wasn't that I was ever worried about who I was blocking. I had, it didn't matter who it was. I mean, even the game. And this is not to be offensive because he was a great player. But I remember when I was on the Jets in 2011, and they hit, they put Vince Wilfork head up on it. <laughs> they, they everybody knew that you're gonna run the ball to me it's like i wasn't ever scared i was like all right let's do this let's make it happen yeah but mm-hmm. like now it's a different thing because you've invested something into guys where all of a sudden i feel like my coaching style potentially 
and what I'm trying to get these kids to embody in the weight room to bring it to the field, that's now on display. Mm -hmm. So it's a different feeling, but at the same time, uh, yeah, there's still, there's definitely still nerves because I want, I want to see these guys successful because now you're caring about somebody more than just your own habitat. And I always felt like, like you could go ahead and do whatever you want to me, but if you go ahead and mess with somebody that I care about, there's a whole nother level of heightened awareness. And I guess, I guess what I, that's what I'm feeling like. And I'm sure tomorrow night I'll be out there and I'll have a little bit of jitters and you know, whatever else, but, uh, it's just, it's a different feeling for sure. You got your clothes already all laid out. I would. I feel like <laughs> no yeah. sleeves. Yeah, no sleeves. Yeah, that, and that's another. Be no <laughs> yeah, how rolled up are those sleeves going to be? Two or three rolls for sure. It's going to be medium. Oh. You're going to yeah. have a medium, a medium shirt yeah, on. Medium. Whatever I can fit into it doesn't make the yeah. belly look too fat. That's all. Well, what's the so what's the um what's the bench right now? I mean, are you throwing up like max numbers now, or like what's? It yeah. seems like you yeah. are. Yeah, I train max uh, right now. It's four eighty five. Like people are like, well, that's it. I'm like, well. I've done 500, but you're only as good as what your last rep was. Mm-hmm. So okay. I always tell I can walk into the gym, do 475 to 485 anytime, even with a bum shoulder. Uh, I just did my squat max the other week. I had, I don't know what it was on there. I had uh, 830 pounds plus 60 pounds of chain. What the hell? Yeah, I keep watching these. Jesus I keep Christ. seeing these chain videos that you have. So it's not enough to just load the bar out. You got to throw these hundred pound chains on. Have you ever put chains on a bar? Oh God, no! <laughs> no. You know, baseball we use those rubber bands, and we, you know, we just stretch the. Pli- I just, I just do pliability. external rotations. Yeah, we're big pliability guys. You know, no, actually, no legs. Yes, we did a lot, a lot of legs. Like my legs were strong. I could squat a lot. I could do that stuff. Not much with the upper body though. In baseball, when you start training like with bench. It's bad, right? Like you didn't do a lot of bar stuff. You do a lot of dumbbell stuff. A lot of a lot of chest on a physio ball. So it was more yeah. like the balance and like you know, I mean maybe eighty pound dumbbells if like you were like at the max. Yeah. You weren't trying to go huge, but um, I mean now you play too though. Yeah, and 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 also though now. I think Frank Thomas was doing some chest. He was doing some chest. <laughs> he, was doing was some, he was doing some other things too, probably. Yeah, I was a pitcher though, so closing that, closing that AC joint up is not a good thing. With he was uh, right in the prime pitcher. years of what they were doing. Yeah, back you know then. what? He was naturally big though. He was. Big. He was naturally big guy. Frank Thomas is probably like we just dragged Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas is like the cleanest baseball player. And now, hey, now he's on Nugenics with Doug Flutie. Those yeah. commercials. Yeah, that's why I always felt like he did things right. Yeah, he did. Uh, John Rocker, for instance, is one that did not. You know, there's some others, you know, that were on some. Eric Gagne, or all of a sudden just came out of nowhere. Sammy, Sammy Sosa was clean, right? Oh, yeah. Sammy Sosa was was dead clean, for sure. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, though. That's for sure. So how do we find you? It's it's Northern Main Strength, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, Northern Main Strength on Instagram, yes. We're going we're gonna to blow it out. You guys got to go watch these things. It's crazy. Matt, it was, it was well, first, what, what Gatorade are we going to be drinking tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. What's what your color? favorite what, Gatorade what color? What favorite color? Honestly, I think I'm a classic guy. I, I usually, as much as I don't like to think that I am this way, but I usually go with yellow. Yeah, okay. good. Me too. We're from Maine. That's what we do. We win. We, we're big. And then I tagged you on a post with... <laughs> I tagged you on an ESPN post that was... Um, uh, what's the best 
what's the best high school sports state? And it was like California, Florida, <laughs> Texas, Pennsylvania. Uh, no, uh, maybe Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was, I was and like there was twenty states there. I was like, Maine's not on here. No. I tagged you. I tagged Ryan Reed. I tagged like like Flaherty, a few other guys, and you responded back. You're like, how'd they miss that or whatever, you know? Because so we're we're just full of it up there. But you know, we're also we go home. He went home. Does he? Do you go to camp? Do you have a camp? <laughs> I, oh, that's funny. Yes, we. Uh, people say it's not a camp, but it's been the family since 1968. My wife and I re. Uh, rebuilt it, but yes, we, we go up to camp. There's no doubt. But camp for us is only three miles down the road, thank God. So. Yeah, and you call it camp because it's absolutely there are houses on lakes, but like nobody seems to understand I, what camp is. Lake houses, and it's like I I don't care what it looks like, it's still a camp to me. And like the lake that we're on, there's some places that are 6,000 square foot homes, and it's like obviously that's not a camp. But I'm still going to call it a camp because that's the main way. Absolutely. Three Absolutely. miles away. Well, the main uh, way. You hear that? Oh, that's God. Good. That's, that's, we're going to get some T-shirts for that. I, 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 I actually think that might be the uh, title of this episode. The main way. Yeah, I, the like main that. way. I like Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. Hey, right. Matt, man, that was fun. Yeah. And, dude, you, you grinded your career out, and now you're going to grind now. And yeah. I, I think uh, the future is looking bright for you. Go Black Bears, right. too. See where Go you Black end Bears. up. That will be fun. Yep. Yes, thank you. Guys, thanks for having me. We'll be tuning in. All right, buddy. Good luck tomorrow night. Go get them. See ya. See ya. Past Our Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.